we come to God and we want to expect, we expect Him to do things our way. We expect Him to do things a certain way. And so someone comes to, like a leper, comes to Christ and he gets healed and Christ says, now go. Christ doesn't even, doesn't even pray over him. They get healed coming. And he says, go to the temple and show yourself to the priest in fulfillment of the requirement of the law that the priest declare that one is cleansed so that one can participate in the ritual. Go and show yourself to the priest. Now, if that were myself, I would say, are you kidding? I came all this way and went through all of this for just this kind of advice? Surely not. But they did. They turned around and, and went to the temple and headed for the temple. And on the way, they were healed. One of them, and here that technique of St. Luke happens again, a Samaritan, a group of half-breed Jews who were considered worse than lepers. The worst of the worst, the least likely of the least likely. The Samaritan turns around and comes back. And before he goes to the temple, he gives thanks to Jesus. So the least likely do it. So I reread that text. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down at his feet, giving him thanks. So what I want to do, and I've done this before, uh, this is a problem with having me teach too much around here. Uh, you start hearing things over and over again. But that's orthodoxy. So, hey, uh, right? <laughs> we don't get it the first time we hear it. So six aspects of giving thanks. And I, I sort of like the number because the six days of creation, and remember, we are in the process of cooperating with God to recreate ourselves. God is recreating us, but we have to cooperate with Him. We won't do it against our wills. And so I like that six. It's like the six days of recreation. We are doing what Adam did not do. And so the first one, pray repeatedly for grateful and unassuming hearts. Instead of like Thanksgiving, where let's let's overeat and and, and and overindulge in every sense, pray for grateful and unassuming hearts. It goes down into inside. Remember what I've said: attitudes and actions, the two things that constitute faith in Christ. So it's not just the actions; that's what the Pharisees did. It's the attitudes as well, the openness to God. Pray repeatedly for grateful and unassuming hearts. We can do that. Regularly identify all our blessings. Regularly, as a discipline, identify our blessings. And we all have them. I don't care how bad things are, we all have them. I had a friend once who, when things got bad, he and his son used to do an exercise called the irreducible minimum, uh, in which they would say, well, how could this situation be any worse than it is? And so they would start listing things. And after a while, the situation we were in didn't look so bad compared to what it could be. Well, you know, that's sort of lighthearted, but there's, there's some truth to it. There's some real truth to it. It can always be much worse. And that doesn't trivialize, as we'll come back to in a minute, that anytime we go through things. So regularly, we need to identify all our blessings, and we have lots of them. Third one is verbally thank God for these blessings. Verbally thank Him. Say it out loud. Do you know our, I've been wanting to point this out for quite some time, our scientists have spots on hillsides where they're listening to the universe to see if someone's out there who might be sending us signals. Has it ever occurred to us that we might be the ones sending the signals? 
I mean, if the sound can travel through the universes, or the universe in, in whatever galaxies and all that stuff that's out there, if it can travel that far, then our voices probably travel back the other way. So think about this. We could be articulating blessing of God, the God of the universe who ex exceeds the universe, is beyond. And the universe is in all that it entails is within him. And yet our voice can be heard there, praising God. If we articulate it. And if we don't, it won't be heard. <coughs> Verbally thank God for all those blessings. A fourth one, regularly ask God for forgiveness for any lack of gratitude. And we all need to do that because the very fact that we would have to list our blessings and say it out loud suggests that we probably haven't been doing it as a discipline, which we need to do. So we have to ask God to forgive me for not being grateful and not knowing what blessings you've given me, not seeing these things as they come to me, not knowing. Number five. A big one. Give thanks for all life's setbacks. Now, I say that not because we're fatalists. We aren't. So don't start saying that all our suffering is God's will. Is it God's will that I fall into sin? No. But if I do, I may set in motion certain things and consequences which I'll have to live with. But, here's the comfort no matter how bad things are in life, God works all things together for the good for those who love Him in Christ Jesus. That is a promise that is true. And I like to say, with God, nothing is wasted. So, I like this. No matter how bad things have been, there's going to be good come out of it of some sort. Now, it may take years and years and years, perhaps even a lifetime for us to see it, but the fact of the matter is, it's there. So we have to give thanks for that. Nothing is wasted. Lastly, give thanks for the privilege of entering into this whole process. It's a process. All these things. We get to enter into it. We should give thanks for the privilege of being able to enter into it. All of these are aspects of developing faith in orthodoxy. People want to know, what, tell me about orthodox spirituality and they're thinking of you know, the divine light and the Palamite method and hesychasm and the Jesus prayer and things like this. So try these things. These little things. This is what all the saints did. Give thanks daily in all its aspects. When we do, and, and here's what I like about the least likely, the St. Luke technique, any of us can do it. So it's not like that's for somebody who's real spiritual, you know, or for you, for you clergy. How do you think we got up here? Because we didn't do it and we learned. So uh, you're looking at the, the clergy are the worst buffoons of the church. God chooses <laughs> the least to confound the waters, doesn't he? Uh, so when you see your clergy, think of these are sinners before the Lord exceedingly who have been called to this position to do this. For the very reason of showing us that all of us are called to this. Each of us, no matter what. No matter how least likely we may think we are, that's not an excuse. This is reality. God has laid this on you and me. You know, I think God lacks judgment sometimes. But obviously he doesn't lack judgment. He picks on us. 
when we do it, when we do it, what we find are these things. It changes us. Our attitudes begin to change. Our perspective on reality begins to change. And our spiritual sight begins to be cleared, much like Father Mark was talking about last week, that the people who were healed in all the Gospel accounts, whose sight was made clear, they began to see God. We begin to see in the deepest, most profound way. Now, I reread that text, but I add just a little bit in terms of the clarification of who got called here. One of them, a leper, a Samaritan, the least likely of the least likely, when he saw he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. You know, the, the, the Mass is sometimes known by the Greek name of the Eucharist. And that really means the thanksgiving. It derives from the Greek word for thanksgiving. It is the ultimate to do what God says. And Jesus said, do this in the non-necessity of me. That is, bringing into the present something which happened at another point in time. To bring eternity into this moment to manifest. That's the act of giving thanks. When we come here, we leave the world, and we come to God in the presence of Him and offer up all of our blessings and do this thing in thanksgiving. This is the ultimate act of thanksgiving. And the sound has gone out into all lands and all the universe, the world, and whatever is out there to hear it. And even if there's, and there probably is nothing out there except this world here, uh, that's okay. We still get to hear it. We need to do our duty and give thanks and learn to give thanks and pay focus on learning to do it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.